Thank you so much to our new patrons, Tyler Smith, Kimberly Novick, and Buzz Nacho. Folks, you are the hot sauce in our breakfast burrito. The Patreon helps keep the podcast alive and allows you to access exclusive full-length episodes, deleted scenes, videos, monthly giveaways, an exclusive book club, written reviews, and your very own Discord channel and role, and some emojis made by yours truly. Please click on the link in the description for this episode to show your support. Hello, and welcome to Book Reviews Kill, a podcast about fantasy, sci-fi, and horror novels. I'm Chad. And I'm Evan. And you're listening to the Monday Morning Minute. And this week in fictional news, Patrick Rothfuss, author of the Kingkiller Chronicles, has announced a new novella set in the same universe titled The Narrow Road Between Desires. This is not the eagerly awaited third installment in the Kingkiller Chronicles, Doors of Stone, but a short book about Bast, Quoth's Fay Apprentice. What follows is a quote from the publisher's press release. Follow the King Killer Chronicle's most charming fae as he schemes and bargains his way through the small town of Newar. At first it seems that Bast must be master of this tiny domain, but while he cares nothing for the laws of man, there are older, deeper laws that bind him. And for all his cleverness, Bast finds himself trapped in ways he has never experienced before and must make hard choices and help an enemy. The novella will be released on November 14th of this year and will also include over 30 illustrations from artist Nate Taylor. I don't really know how to feel about that. Because I, I, I mean, okay. Stop it, Rothfuss. I, I know, I know. Okay, so. Uh, you jerk. You at, big first, at first, I was like, what the, what, what the hell? Like, right. what's going what on here? What are you doing, man? And, okay, but then that, there's that feeling. And then I read more about it and I was like, oh, it's a book about Bast? Like, that's pretty cool. Right. It is like, cool. It is cool. But like, like this is, should come. No, I agree. Like, yeah, I want to make more content in this world. I agree. It's awesome yeah, because no. my main story is already fleshed out and finished, which it's not even kind of. I'm like 10% stoked <sighs> and 90% pretty annoyed because it's just like, dude, come you didn't on, even man. put out the chapter you said you were going to put out, man. Like yeah. he said he was going to put out a chapter for charity and then he didn't. And it's just like, and now there were like rumors floating around that there was a King Killer book coming out this year. I remember that because everybody was talking about it like a few months ago. They were like, it's coming in July. It's coming in July. And then, yeah, there is a King Killer book coming out, but it's like this thing. You know what <sighs> I mean? And it's a novella too. Like It's man. supposed to be longer than Slow Regard. So if that's any consolation at all yeah I've, i bet it'll be cool slow regard was fine it was just really fluffy i bet this will be neat like a little bit excited to just see how patrick rothfuss's chops are doing you know what i mean right. see he's he's probably been mucking about on his typewriter every few months or whatever i don't yeah. know what his process is but it, it will be cool to kind of like not a great see. one and maybe and this is just the optimist in me but maybe that means he's working you know what i mean like maybe it's just maybe he finished this he was inspired and then maybe it's got the fire burning again and we'll i don't know man i don't maybe know. man he needs to pick up like a david goggins book man and just get motivated <laughs> you know be up at 3 a.m like out oh, there like, yeah. crushing it that'd be um, so funny if david goggins was just like screaming at him from behind his computer write <laughs> <laughs> more oh man but yeah i mean slow regarded i feel it was more of like a writing flex than it was anything else it was like yeah, a good well-written yeah. book but it was very flowery yeah, yeah it's extremely just like i mean it's ari though and it's yeah it's like all the ari parts are like that so totally which is why i say it was more of a, a writing flex than anything else of him being like look how awesome descriptive i can be yeah i, I mean like, cool. he is very good at it like, right but i mean 
<laughs> good descriptions will not a third book write. You know what no, I mean? Like, no, I, like that's cool that she's wearing a like dress made from moonlight. But like, <laughs> yeah, it is cool. But I mean, I think um, Bast like kind of having his own adventure. Like, who knows? Maybe I mean, this is again the optimist in me. Like, maybe this is a story that Rothfuss felt like it needed to come before. Maybe he was writing the third book and he was like, ah, dang, I I, I need to flesh this out actually. Right. And that's that's very optimistic that's me being as charitable as i can possibly be about this because like obviously he's he's just a guy you know what i mean like he's 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 trying out here but at the same time i do feel like he's trying i do understand why people are annoyed about it because it's just like dude it's been like 12 years i was actually thinking about making a a a meme on i might still make this but like a meme on tiktok where i was just like i i take the soundbite of or not even the soundbite you can just use the clip but like the clip of Sirius Black in the third Harry Potter movie saying I did my waiting 12 <laughs> years of it because it's that's <laughs> that's how long it's been you should so, absolutely think yeah that I mean, think that'd be pretty that needs to be but, a meme yeah but Man, I yeah. mean eh, yeah, I, yeah. I don't subscribe to the like the author started his work and he owes me the next one I don't really like that like the author doesn't owe you anything but he said that he's gonna do it and he got us all hyped and it's just like yeah, it's just i think it's the hype i think that's what yeah. bugs people i think it's it's the fact that it's it's the fact that it's a conclusion i feel like if it was the second book people would not be as pressed about it but it's like this it's the end or this it, allegedly well it's a conclusion i don't think it's the conclusion i don't think in one book he can connect the dots Mm, I don't he, know. He, you think he'll do like a, two a is nowhere near to the book to the starting of the like like present day Kavoth. Yeah, but know? I mean, like Rothfuss has a tendency to kind of like leap over certain stuff too, like we did with that shipwreck yeah, in the second the shipwreck, book. Oh yeah, my and, gosh! So maybe, but that's a but... tale for another day. You asshole. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we're gonna move on into the forest and be in this weird sex realm for like yeah. a million years. But we couldn't learn how we, to be a lover. <laughs> we couldn't do the shipwreck. Shipwreck couldn't happen. That would have been easily the most exciting part about this whole oh book. My gosh. But, Oh man! Actually, I really like the first part of Wise Man's Fear when he's still at the university. I think that's great. Yeah. I mean, school stuff is just awesome. Always. There's like a, that part where Quoth is like hunting those bandits, and he kind of like there's like a couple. Oh, yeah. Um, it's kind of like laced in with a story about like the moon and stuff, and that's just well done. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of at a point at this at this point where like I share the frustration, but also there's just so much stuff out. There's so many there's books. So many books. Yeah. If there were only like four other fantasy series <laughs> you know what i mean and i had read them over and over like, again like ridiculous. yeah yeah i just i'd be very 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 upset but i mean the fact that there are like whole five to ten to fifteen book series multiple of them like scores of them all that over the place that, that are yeah that i'm sure are good i mean but that's another reason why people get upset about rothfuss is because uh king killer for a lot of people is the best they've read so it's not even just that it's like this good thing that's not out yet. It's that for a lot of people, everything else that they've been reading hasn't measured up to the experience that they had right. reading Kingkiller. So it's it's an extra th- like thorn in the side. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like this extra bit that's more frustrating. Like not only am I waiting for this book I really like, I'm waiting for the conclusion to the best story that I've read. So right, right. Ah, yeah, you've I had a it. taste. We've had we've all had a taste. At quite a, a large heaping of of tasting of like some of the juiciest story and well-written story and we want more so you know i think uh yeah. it's fine to want more but i do get a little like like eye roll don't harass when, him yeah when people get a little like too much like i'll call him names and stuff but i would be like i love your books i met him <laughs> like i'm sure he's gotten 
DMs that would keep me up at night. You know what oh, I mean? Sure. Like, yeah, like I, yeah. They'd have me probably locking my doors. You know? Yeah. Like, Which is crazy. It happens, man. There's a lot of people on the internet. There's a lot of people on the internet. But yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to. I'm gonna buy it. Like I want to read oh, about Bast. Sure. Like I've always liked Bast. He's a great character. And if you're listening right now, you never read King Killer. You could probably start with this novella. Just get a taste of Rothfuss's writing because Bast is a great character. Like he's easily one of the most interesting characters in that series, right? Oh, I mean, and he's like I... cool and quirky and fun. Yeah, and like, yeah, he's got all the things. But like I dangerous like too. Yeah, you know, oh, yeah, he's yeah, got like he's a like, super dark side to him. Super dark side. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I I saw that news, and uh, you know, I have kind of just like a right down the middle kind of um, whatever. <laughs> I'm like more excited about other stuff coming out this year personally, but yeah, whatever. I mean, it's kind of like when we say about like authors and good writing, right? Like, tell me, uh, you know, show me, don't tell me. Um, and that's kind of how I feel about like any sort of like rumors about like Patrick Rothfuss work at this point. It's just like, well, I'll I'll see it when I see it. <laughs> and, yeah. uh, you know, I'll like it if I like it. I don't know. I'm going to read it for sure. But I'm not going to be uh, hanging my my hat on that hook, so to speak. Well, and that that'll save you the most like mental energy and exhaustion. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like it's because like you said, there's so many other books out there. There's finished series. Like, yeah, to, not, just... to be stressing about one that's not finished is like, dude, that's silly. Just go read another book. That's awesome. Go read books of Babel. Yeah, go read books of Babel. <laughs> that'll tide you wow. over for a little bit. That'll that'll do it. Yeah, and it's better. Go read the Expanse. Yeah, read the Expanse. Oh, speaking yeah, of good. speaking of the Expanse, uh, how are you doing on on TMS? Where what's your week been like? What's you been doing? Okay, before going into TMS wrath here, um, I, I was managed to prevent myself from being even more foolish than I typically am. Barely. I mean, I kind of started, but I, I was like, I want to read something new and I want to take it back in time a little bit and, and sample some tasty Salvatore. Uh, and so I started the Crimson Crimson Shadow series, the first one being the Sword of Bedware. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. But I only got like 20 pages in and I was like, what are you doing, fool? You're reading <laughs> Shadow and Bone, Priory the Orange Tree, Tiamat's Wrath, Scythe, like so many books. Uh, yeah simultaneously because i started um an anthony ryan a couple weeks ago that i like forgot about because oh i'm just goodness. drowning i was like dude i need to just chill man so i i set it aside but i'm very curious to see if salvatore's writing when he doesn't have like the dritched character to kind of be the spine of his book if it stands up and i'm sure it does because i mean he's a very um you know acclaimed author maybe uh after you're done with shadow and bone that'd be a good like yeah slot for it i got him it's just teasing me on my kindle so Oh, I mean, believe me, I uh, I'm not one to tell you to not read multiple things at. <laughs> oh man, I try as I might. Uh, Tiamat's Wrath is really good. Yeah, I like it a lot. How do you like yeah. it? Yeah, I think it's great. Um, a little bit slow in the first like three or four chapters. I was like, okay, yeah. what's going on here? But then it really starts picking up and getting a lot more interesting. And um, I still, it, even this far into the penultimate book it's like where is this going you know yeah. it, it, we're <clears throat> almost wrapped up here so yeah I'm, I'm curious to see what the end of this series holds for us yeah i i really think when it all comes to a conclusion we'll just kind of be able to sit back and be like okay this was story much like jade war this was well that story with that the, the the greenbone books are just kind of like a here's what happened and the over the course of these years and these people's lives it's very just like it's not like a one goal type book take this yeah. to that and destroy the evil person or something um the dark lord uh, and i think that we'll be able to kind of say a similar thing about this was like this was a story of man's expansion beyond our solar system and whether or not we were able to overcome our personal strife and differences to face the rest of the universe yeah it's a, it's a watershed moment you know yeah like, yeah. yeah like that's that seems to be kind of like 
what it is. It's like a test, you know, uh, yes. that's what it feels like at least. So, or maybe we're wrong and everybody, it was, it was all in a, in a marble or something. I don't know. Right. What's going, you know what I mean? Like, it, I feel like if it, if it was that kind of ending, if it was like all a dream or something, we'd, we we oh would have heard gosh. a lot from people that had, you know, we get DMs and, yeah. you know, encouragement from people that have read the series. And I feel like we'd get a lot more people that were like, don't even don't waste do your it. time with that. Yeah. So I'm sure it'll be. I'll be so pissed. Yeah. <laughs> Someone oh, no, like wakes too. up at the end of the, like, are you oh kidding me? Oh man, that would be ridiculous. But I don't think that's going to happen. I'm very curious to see how far they take the story though. Uh, have you heard the uh, theory that, um, all the events that take place in Harry Potter are actually Harry, um, like making it up in his head when he lives while he lives in the cupboard. Wow. Like, yeah, which is like super dark. Uh, yeah, it's a, super dark. But like, also, like, why would you make it like? I mean, Harry goes through a lot. You know, you yeah, think it'd be a little yeah, bit more like fantastical. Yeah, and he's like really cruel to Ron. Yeah, in his uh, mind, and and he makes up this friend <laughs> that he's just totally terrible to. Like, I'm gonna be super wealthy for sure, and then I'm gonna make my friend who's just like drowning in poverty. Gonna help you destroy your him. parents' car and then not do anything to help. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna let him go to the ball dressed in like a dress. You know, even though I can fix this, no problem. A couple galleons. There's that moment in, um, I think it's the third book when. So one of the Weasleys is like, "How are we getting to the train station or King's Cross or whatever?" And then Molly is just like. <laughs> Molly's like, well, seeing as we don't have a car anymore, and then <laughs> and then Harry's just like, ooh, I feel guilty about that, but I'm literally not going to do anything about. Yeah, but I mean, he's twelve. He's twelve years old. Like, you know, he doesn't. Yeah. I don't know. But it's still like, well, still, man, he's so be. loaded. He should be paying yeah. rent at the borough. You know? Yeah, seriously. Like, throw him some galleons, man. Throw I mean, some gas know. money. You know, seriously. He makes anyway. like one car. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Uh, I'm a bit uh farther well by way far into the uh he who fights with monsters that i started last oh, yeah. week they're so oh, good because yeah. if you guys i won't you'll eventually you'll stop hearing me gush about them but there's so many of them that it'll be a while before i stop um because they're so good if you're looking for just like a fun john yeah, they've just been like consistently good like just yeah yeah, yeah. oh yeah everyone and because it's they're they're simple i i hesitate to say simple because it's not like a simple like there's not depth there there is but they're very they're just adventure and they're like they're yeah. like a D campaign with a character that you really love and i just like really latched on to and is there like an overarching kind of no like oh it's not just so, like not so far does it feel more kind of like episodic like yeah. um like a tv show almost kind yeah, of like, yeah yeah like... every book has kind of like a different bad guy that's like and i mean they have characters of course that go from book yeah. to book to book but and some of them are bad but i don't think they're um like supporting each other they're not like linear like that like oh this is the bad guy in this book will be the bad guy in the next one he usually so far anyway has like been able to defeat them hmm. interesting yeah. yeah and sometimes there's really not a bad guy like he's a monster hunter so there's he's like hunting the bad guys all the time you know yeah um i know that i haven't read all the dresden files but i know you've read a, a lot more of them a lot but of them those ones feel episodic but I, there is like a bigger kind of narrative going over everything right yeah like yep which okay the story absolutely needs because about six or seven and you're like okay i want i need some meat to this sandwich here and then he provides it actually and you get the like whole like wizarding world and the other side it's really cool i really liked it when he did that i need to give dresden another go i you think because i read four of them and i was just like i'm getting the same chips and the same dip out of this you know what i mean yep. like it's just I'm... i think he felt that too butcher yeah, because I mean, I don't. I, he's a good writer. Like, I mean, he is. especially, I mean, dude, just like that idea, like a, a private investigator, like wizard in Chicago, like modern day, not, not like super modern day Chicago, I don't think, right? But 
yeah, like, like probably nineties. Yeah, yeah, nineties. I would say um, for sure. But yeah, like that's a great idea, you know. And so yeah, you totally. you saying that like gives me a lot more hope. Uh, I just I get asked about Dresden all the time, and um, I don't know. I just don't really like Harry that much. Like, yeah. But, yeah, if you don't like the main character, and I could totally understand someone not liking him. I do personally, but I 100% Well, you've read understand. more of it. Yeah, that's true. But he also is just like a very specific person that a lot of people could be find annoying. I mean, a, a lot of people have told me that um, they didn't like Harry Dresden initially. And then mm. the way that Butcher kind of like wrote him out over the course of like, what is it, like 17 books now or something like that? Of them, yeah. Oof. But I will say uh, the, the audiobooks... Uh, narrated by um, James Marsters, I believe. The the audiobooks are um, amazing. They're really, really good. Like James oh, Marsters really? is a fantastic audiobook narrator. Um, it's if you've never read any um, Dresden Files, folks, like at least check out Stormfront because it's a solid yeah. book. And uh, just the do it on audiobook because James Marsters, I think he's in um, Buffy. I sh I oh, could okay. be wrong about that. I, I never watched a lot of Buffy, but I'm pretty but, sure. Yeah. Dresden sure. Files is like a modern day Sherlock Holmes, but Sherlock is a wizard who's kind of down on his life. Yeah. And I've heard yeah. that uh, Kevin Hearn's uh, Iron Druid is very similar, um, huh. but I haven't read those. Uh, is it um, set in our like low fantasy? I, I don't know much about it at all. I just um, Those have been recommended to me a few times as well. And um, I've heard them mentioned like in the same breath. And I forget. Did you ever read Codex Alera? The first one. The first one. Um, okay. What'd you think? It's fine. It's like fine. I, yeah. I mean, I didn't, better honestly. I thought, I, yeah, that uh, that seems to be the consensus for those two. Is like, um, I think it was right after I finished the Wheel of Time, so mm. I, it's like I read Memory of Light and then I moved on to the uh, Furies of Calderon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The first book, and I was just like, "What is this? Like, this isn't the me this isn't Memory of Light. This isn't Sanderson writing with Jordan's notes. You know what I mean? Right, and right. So, and then it's just like Pokemon, you know. And then I was just like, yeah, uh, 100%. I don't know about this. Like, we're starting back in the woods in this like small town kind of thing. Right. Like, I don't really want to do this again. Our protagonist doesn't have anything special about him. In fact, yeah. that's the thing that's special about him is he's like broken and their, their society is so built on these like magical Pokemon, just like yeah. you said, that they have relationships with each person does and he doesn't. And so it's like, yeah. which is like with everything, which is a really interesting elevator pitch, but also not very compelling at the same time, like depending right. on the kind of person you are and like what you feel like reading. Because if like, if you came up to me and you're like, this is a fantasy story about someone that doesn't have any magical ability at all, I'd like depending on my mood right, at the but time. But everyone else does. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd I'd either be like, that sounds really intriguing, or like, why would I want to read about that? <laughs> right. Like, I want to read the story about the King Killer, the guy who can memorize a language yeah, in three totally. days and who has all these epic, you know, tales and stories and stuff. Though these books, um, you know, the the it doesn't end where it begins. Let's just say that. That's cool. Um, yeah. I'm almost done with Priory of the Orange Tree, and it's uh, it, it took a little dip. I feel like like three fourths of the way. I don't know. I just kind of like okay. There's a lot to the That's story. A it's a lot, and and this could also be kind of a byproduct of me reading so many books at the same time that it's like that book should probably be read. Maybe where you're just reading one or two books. I think so that's how, how I like, read all it. these conflicting yeah. storylines. Yeah. Um, because it's like some, I just don't, I feel like my, my understanding is not as good as it would be if I was reading less right now, hmm. I'm kind of more yeah. focused on it. Maybe it's worth uh, going through again in a couple of years or something. I think so. Cause I think I'm missing out on some of the nuance. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah. Happens. But like, yeah. it's good. I really enjoy it. It's really good writing. Yeah. Samantha Shannon's very talented. Um, yeah. I, I really appreciated a lot of, a lot of the lore that starts getting dumped in. 
Mm-hmm. Which is funny because there's a lot at the beginning too. Well, it's not really yeah. lore at the beginning. It's more just like you're kind of dropped in, and there's a lot of terms for everything, and you got to kind of like really like pay attention, you know. But then like a lot of the lore starts starts coming in, and you kind of find out more like uh, about why everything that's happening is so important, you right? Know? Like, have you you've, you've kind of like reached that point? Totally. Yeah, the picture starts getting filled in, and it really kind of adds a lot of weight to the story. Yeah, I think um, I want to hear your opinion about the very end. I think the ending was the thing that polarized a lot of people. Really? Um, okay. I think a lot of people felt that, at least from what I've noticed from like comments and um, other discourse online, uh, people seem to feel like the ending was felt a little rushed. Mm. I didn't really feel like that, though. I felt like it was pretty solid. Like, it, okay. it worked, you know? Yeah, I'm interested. I'm only about 150 pages off from it, so pretty close. You're, uh, you're in for a little, little more of a ride. All right. All right, dude. I'm here for it. I love it. Um, and then I'm all, almost done with Shadow and Bone. I'm even a little closer on that, those guys, which uh, have been a fun ride. I've really enjoyed them. They're great books. Um, they're fun, simple fantasy stories, well-written, well-storied, yeah. good characters. I just I have no bad things to say about them. Libra Dugo rocks. Libra like, Dugo rocks. She's very good. She's like, very good. Like, it's like, just really easy. You know? Yeah, yeah. It's like um, she's kind of similar to Robin Hobb. Like, I wouldn't say I enjoy her work as quite as much as Robin Hobb, but I do put her in the kind of auto buy category of just yeah. like she kills. I know that I'm going to enjoy this book. She's very, very good. It's readability. I don't know. Some some authors just have it and some don't. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, yeah. Her characters have like this this emotional weight to them that it's really difficult to write. And I'm not quite sure what the secret sauce is to create a character that I like has you know what a complicated emotional character uh, you know like remember. his relationship it's just i don't i don't know how to do it but it's you know when you see it and you're like dang i feel this i can't remember who said it uh, some one of the one of the big writers from, of our time um said something like the only character worth writing or uh, reading is a character that is in conflict with himself uh and Ooh. so i think that that's like that's a big one um for fleshing out and having a relatable character you know i mean yeah. what are, what are you as a as a living being if not a bit in conflict with yourself uh, from time right. to time you know what i mean like it's so relatable and it's so you can really latch on to it and not only that but there's so many avenues for conflict and growth like inner conflict you know so i think that right. might be some of the secret sauce with good characters is at least when like when i'm reading something and a character is having real difficulty deciding how they feel about something like that's there we go you know yep. like that's yep. that's nice and saucy you know because we might not be able to relate to you know saving the damsel from a dragon or some some such fantasy plot but we can all relate to being uncertain and kind of like questioning decisions that we made i mean think about my favorite character carsa orlong um from the malazan books he's like my favorite fantasy character and it's like any book he's just the best um his whole story is self-conflict like him trying to find out who he is because mm-hmm. he's from a very ruthless group of like like barbarian giants that like eat humans you know they just call <laughs> yeah. them children and stuff then he kind of goes through this like oh they're people too sort yeah. of yeah and that's thing, really know? good that's awesome like that's yeah. that's where it's all at you know i mean i remember listening to like a sanderson lecture and i don't think that he coined this phrase but i think um and i'm paraphrasing here i could get this wrong but uh sanderson essentially said uh you know the the king died isn't a story the king died and then the queen died of grief is a story 
you know yeah like well, yeah, well said. <laughs> there it is yeah i, I don't totally i'm not going to attribute that to sanderson because i'm pretty sure that's not his you know but i just right. like that that stuck with me a lot you know yeah, like put some emotion uh, that, that is in the there. secret sauce i think you're right or at least a big element of it this happened and then finally this happened you know that's a crappy mm -hmm. story i don't want to read that like no. this happened and then because that happened this person was destroyed and they're now they're in this hole you know and like and, and then the hole just keeps decisions. getting deeper yeah um or this thing happened and now they're way up here you know right. and uh how are they dealing with that you know it's it's those are the kinds of stories that you want to read about and i think Lee right, Bardugo does like with i've only read six of crows and crooked kingdom but like her usage of the kind of like pov chapter um system that she that she does um where you're kind of like in these characters heads and seeing right. like this larger narrative play out but from a lot of different points of view like she's very very good at that and that's kind of how shadow and bone is too right yeah yeah okay, cool. yeah and it's like very much not about like the events it's about the characters reactions to them yeah. and uh yeah and how they affect the people living through them so it's uh and she, she's she is very masterful at that um and that's it for me on the um reading front i want to make a recommendation though on uh netflix there's an anime called ultraman it's super awesome i can always trust you to bring me new netflix things that i've never even heard of man it's great it's silly you know it's like people with powers have to defend earth from invading aliens it's like a sick men in black with a more complicated and less funny storyline oh, <laughs> uh, yeah like kid inherits powers from his father who was the first ultraman he has like his super sick sweet suit that his government handlers give him and he just like kicks some serious alien bunions and it's fantastic um though i will say uh, if any of our listeners plan on touring the galaxy be warned that aliens every alien apparently is super incredibly talented at hand-to-hand uh, -hand combat so know that every single one of them <laughs> yeah dude, it's like it's a rough world out there <laughs> and that's it for my week tell me about your week oh oh, oh before we go on i just want to say sure. probably the highlight of my week was i got to see my friend my pal uh... my my partner in cast and crime evan here in the flesh and i got to wrap my arms around him because evan lives in portland i live in bend and we have not seen each other physically since before the pot we started the podcast so uh that's been a while but we've talked like you know three times a day so it was so awesome i loved seeing it so you nice. it was great and like it sucked because you know oh man like we we only got to hang out for like I mean, an hour hour and a half yeah and because i was just got a so wedding this, the next day. yeah this week was kind of wild for me so like um i was a groomsman in my cousin matthew's oh, wedding you're a you didn't tell yeah that. yeah so that's why the week was like a lot because you know i was involved um right, you I, my, my, no i didn't uh no. but i think it was for time's sake like, i had something prepared nobody had asked me but nobody had told me i wasn't giving one so i just kind of like had a, like a little paragraph just oh that's case, good you know that was wise um, yeah um but it was a, it was a great wedding i've been to a lot of weddings and this one was definitely like one of the more intense ones as far as like the people that got married really really loved each other we were all very aware at this way really? <laughs> like yes the vows were very intense and like they were very emotional everybody very was crying intense. like my whole family was crying like every like all the groomsmen were crying i was crying all the bridesmaids were crying like every wow. the, the, my uncle officiated and he was crying and it was just like this Ugh. Oh my gosh. There's just Dude. uh yeah, Matthew and Lily. I don't know if you're listening to this, you might be, but uh beautiful wedding. I loved it. I loved every second of it. And um it was just like my family's so cool, man. Like I mean like they like they were so laid back 
like you know you're a groomsman in a wedding or if you're in the wedding party you kind of expect like there's there's just a, a little more you're gonna do you're gonna kind of like you're gonna set some stuff up right, you're gonna yeah. you know you gotta you gotta be around for like you're rehearsal dinners and process yeah you're you gotta be there for pictures and you can't just like yep. show up to the wedding half an hour before it and like right hang you're out a supporting for a member of this operation and then so there was that and then also it's my it's my mom's side of the family who i haven't i don't see them super often you know uh, i see them like once a year if i'm in like a good rhythm with it but sure. not always but okay. um they're so cool and like um not super demanding or anything about really much they, everybody was super laid back uh they cut the cake with um <laughs> andrew real flame of the west Aragorn wow. sword which i thought was awesome uh, i was very awesome. surprised to see that i was just so stoked about it yeah it was great um the only thing that's kind of sucked about this weekend was or this week i mean i left on wednesday and just got back last night um i didn't have as much time to read as i thought i was going to Darn. and um bend is a very good place to read it's such a good place to read it was rainy this week too you know like it's very beautiful i was in deschutes river woods which is a uh, a suburb of bend not your typical suburb though it's a bunch of houses yeah, that are out in the middle is... yeah they're out in the middle of the forest and it's very quiet and it's very pretty there are deer everywhere it's and lovely. so but every time that i like got my book and i got my coffee and i went outside to read i got like half an hour in and then Ugh. so we had we got to go somewhere we got to go do something you know and, and, right, like and an ant would show up you haven't seen in two years We're like oh i can't like keep reading yeah and, <laughs> and the place i was staying i was staying at my cousin's house and my cousin lives is lives next door to my aunt and uncle who live next door to my other cousin who lived next door to my other aunt and uncle they all live on like a big like commune out in the middle of the forest it seems like and they kind of the, the sons like build their own house once they come of age on the property you know? <laughs> that seems to be the situation yeah. yeah so uh so everybody was everywhere you know what i mean so it's like yeah i'd get some time to myself but then my brother would come in and be like we got to go up there and go do this breakfast right, thing or right. like this so um i'm very happy that i got to see everybody uh, i probably read like all together like 100 150 pages well it's nothing for you that probably hasn't been i wanted to finish uh, a little hatred which is the first book in the age of madness trilogy and i was that uh, tell was, me how you're liking it it's so awesome man it's like so it's awesome. i think abercrombie is saying a lot with these books and i love yeah. what he's saying like i love it oh my gosh it, it's it's about like like a like a like a worker uprising in an industrialized nation like yes yeah yes absolutely abercrombie yeah. and not only that it's like it's not only he's not only just saying like it would be so cool if this happened right that's not what he's doing he's no, showing cool. how yeah like he's, <laughs> he's showing how how messed up it is on all sides when this right. kind of conflict arises not and you know obviously I'm on I'm on the side of the workers in this story, you know what I mean? Uh in theory. In theory, right. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> but but the world that Abercrombie has here is so messed up. You you nailed it because it's like it it just it perfectly shows how like altruistic thinking and ideals and philosophy that uh we will rage about, you know, behind closed doors, you know, and things the way we want the world to be different, but when actually enacted upon, if not organized and executed properly, just leads to death and chaos and and pestilence and mass slaughter it's so bad and abuse yeah. but it's like but it's asking the question like it but like we keep striving for it though you know and like that's right right what well, is it worth it yeah and i think that abercrombie Oof. is just nailing it with this series and not only that like that would be good enough as it is not only does he have amazing prose not only does he have fantastic fight scenes and in great world yeah. building but their strategy they're they're the offspring and 
they're the offspring of characters that I already loved in a different trilogy, and some of those characters mm -hmm. are still in this trilogy, so it's just the best of all worlds. Um, I'm very, very into it. I'm, so so you can hear in my voice how excited I was to read this, and I just couldn't really. <laughs> I tried like a few times, uh, but I'm glad that I went down. But um, I did get a chance to listen to a lot of Tiamat's Wrath, uh, book eight in the Expanse on audiobook. I think I'm like 230 pages into it or something. Okay. So I might be a little bit farther along than you. Thoughts so far? I think it's one of my favorites of the series so yep. far. Not as not as much action as I was expecting in the there's so there's some for sure. Yeah. Uh, but not quite as much action as I was expecting in like the eighth book of a nine book series. Yeah. But we'll see. I mean, like, uh, I don't know. Like the second to last book in the series is always well, we'll see. We'll see what's right. We'll like the Dark Tower on. was a real wild second penultimate book. Yeah, it's book six. Yeah. Yeah. So weird. I think it could have been probably just jammed into book five. Jammed into the book five. Yeah, totally. If King would have shortened book five and then put book six into book five and then started. Yeah, yeah that would have worked. Because about like the first hundred pages of book six seems like the last. It should be yeah. the last hundred pages of book five. You're like, what? This is so weird. But yeah, the, the, the Expanse is going great. We should have an episode out for the Expanse. Hopefully this weekend. I think we'll be able to do that. Um, we'll I probably so. have an episode for Scythe out this week because there's we're going to burn through this series like i'm 60 pages into the first book and man it's awesome it's very I'm very cover good. only so i'm excited to hear oh you say goodness. that it's it's um i'll just give you i'll just kind of like tell you what it's about uh Please. and for all our listeners too um this is what chad chad and i are reading scythe uh the first book is called scythe uh the whole series is called the trilogy is called arc of a scythe it's by neil schusterman uh it's a young adult book seems like it's like dystopian but also utopian so it's so here's mm. the premise of it so uh, essentially it seems to be in the far future or at least kind of far future where we as a society have completely eradicated death like uh natural death like we uh we have kind of uh, technologically we have advanced to the point where we're basically all immortal right wow like is via transferring of consciousness or just able to keep one body going that one yeah so like we're okay. just we're just our medical technology and just technology in general has gotten us to the point where good for us yeah it's pretty cool but uh also in order to kind of like keep the society going the way it needs to people still have to die you know what right. i mean like we can't have like this we have uh, limited resources they're finite. exactly so there's this Spates. order of people called scythes and they're they're just regular people who are in charge of killing people the culling uh, yeah they're gleaning that's wow. what it's called they're gleaning and so Ooh. it's a pretty heavy topic for a young i was like reading it and i was like this is a young adult trilogy like damn this is brutal like it's uh i feel like young adult is kind of the term young adult is bandied about yeah sometimes, no, i shouldn't a bit do frivolously. that you're right like, i, I found no, no, no. I'm not saying that it literally I shouldn't is like box that's not it in you. like that, though. Yeah. Like, no, young not, adult can be heavy. You know what I mean? Totally. Like, but I mean, it is literally called a young adult book. And I feel like some of them are not like um, the Crooked Kingdom and Six of Crows. Those are like labeled as young adult, which I didn't even know until I found them in Barnes and Noble in the young adult section. And I was like, wait, what? These are these books are young. like those books very are very violent. Heavy. They're very violent. Yeah. And like deal with very adult themes yeah i mean scythe is one of those things where i mean okay so here so on tiktok i put up a video it's a quick video just to kind of update everybody that we were reading scythe and in that video i was like i've never heard any criticism of this because i really haven't and then obviously like you just haven't looked like everybody well i mean i've looked a little bit but i haven't like really dug you know right but obviously you know 
people have varied opinions about this series and they definitely came out of that video and i felt <laughs> i felt a little sheepish because i was just like oh, evan you were asking for that like for go sure. on the internet and no say no one ever in yeah. all of time has said so anything dumb. about these i know better than that but challenged the world oh my gosh but um i'm very i'm very much enjoying it it's really cool so far i can see us getting through these three books pretty quickly cool because it's just such a cool idea i've heard that the third book is a little rough like mm. uh then other people said it was cool. I don't know. We'll, we'll be the judges. And of in that. what way of rough? Rough? Like it's just poorly written. Some, I think or? someone said something to the effect of like the it got it seemed to get a little too big for his britches. You know, I mean, it just ah. went off in a weird direction. Tried to do too much, and I don't know. Didn't stick the landing. I guess. Okay. But there's also a short story collection that came out. I think either this year or last year called Gleanings, which is supposed to be read. I think after the fact, but uh, I'll probably read those and maybe we'll read one of the stories for the podcast or something. But I love the concept. That's a really cool story. But yeah. Other than that, uh, I mean, I'm still chipping away at all the young dudes. I'm just about to finish year four. I love it. It's, it's awesome. I mean, it's just I've said on multiple podcasts how good it is and you should just go read it. It's free. I got my brother to start reading it. He never reads, you know, but he loves Harry Potter. And oh, stuff. wow. Yeah, he doesn't um, then, read. Uh, yeah, Vinland Saga. I purposely kept Vinland Saga at home this week because I didn't want to tote around. Like, because yeah, I'd finish it in like forty-five minutes, and then I'd have like this big hardcover book with me everywhere. So, and then also, right. um, either tomorrow, or I guess we're recording this on Sunday, but either today, if you're listening on Monday, or tomorrow, Tuesday, I will be reading Fourth Wing by Rebecca Yaros uh, in one day, like I did with Tess of the Emerald Sea, Tress of the Emerald Sea, and uh, Black Tongue Thief. I was going to try to do it this week. I made a video saying um, I would either, I was either going to read Fourth Wing or Adventures of Amina El Sarafi. Uh, so I picked Fourth Wing and I forgot I was going to a wedding this week. So I couldn't get that done. <laughs> when yeah. I was making the video, I was like, I got all the time in the world. And then like right after I posted it, I was like, oh, damn, actually, I'm going to be gone. That's OK. If there's any reason to not uh, to not have your book day is uh, love and family. Right? But I am going to be reading uh, Fourth Wing and that seems to be the kind of it book right now. Everybody's very excited about it. I don't really know what it's about. I haven't looked at the inside flap or anything. It seems to be about Dragon School or something. I don't I don't know. I will give like, I don't know. Dragon School. People seem to really like this book. My ears are perked. <laughs> I'll be giving my opinion on that after I do the the read through and everything, uh, probably next week. Um, and then other than that, like everything cool. that's been filling up every other pocket of time has been obviously The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. And um, oh boy, and? that game. That game is really cool. It's I've been going in like waves yeah. with it. Like at first I was like, this is a masterpiece. It's amazing. And then I went through like this weird doldrums period where I was like, where is everything? I don't know what anything is like. This is so much. Sure. And then now I've kind of like settled into the kind of like feedback loop that I want to be in in this game. And it's just like I just start playing it. And then all of a sudden three hours has just disappeared. And I don't I don't I haven't read anything. I haven't written anything. I haven't. It's just and I love it so much. I love Zelda. But like, man, Nintendo is just like, uh, we don't care about your free time like, at all. Like, this is a thousand hour game. Who cares? There's something to be said for opportunity loss when it comes to things like that. But there's also on the other side, something to be said about like the value in escapism and being able to kind of just like chill and like meditate. I mean, sometimes so to speak, I'm chill. To sometimes I've got like, 
I forgot to cook a bunch of food and I've got like one heart left in a shrine and I can't figure out the puzzle. And then I look up the puzzle on the internet. It's like the easiest possible solution. I just couldn't think of it because of my brain's right. fried after playing this for four hours straight. You know, it's just <laughs> so, yeah, I'm like kind of winding down, but it's like the same kind of winding down that I would do with like Dark Souls, you know? Right, right. Uh, it seems like you're kind of in it for the in it for the struggle always, almost. I feel like always. a lot of video games because what? Yeah. It was like I'm in it. Yeah, I think cool. that's. Um, you should play uh, Horizon Zero Dawn on like the easy on like easy mode because okay. that game looks amazing and you look really yeah. cool. I mean, I don't want it to be easy necessarily, but I do want to Horizon look Zero really Dawn. Cool. That's a that's that's a Chad okay. game if there ever was one, man. The game rocks. Okay. But, uh, yeah, Tears of the Kingdom okay. is cool. I think I might. I've explored a lot. I think I'm just gonna kind of like do the story. I'm gonna kind of like stick to the the thing I'm supposed to do, you know, and. You know, veer off every now and then. I think that's the right path. Uh, for me personally, it is. I think that for a lot of people, they're, they're playing it to explore and, you know, giving it the whole, like, you know, like the Animal Crossing treatment where you're really going to sink into it and put the hours in. And I th sure. think what, what I'm going to do, because I don't want to get bogged down in the... Because I know myself really, really well. And if I let myself, I'm just going to start at one corner of the map and just literally hit every single crevice in that whole map. I don't yeah, really want to do that right now. So I think I'm just going to like stick with the story and then get at least a bulk of the story and get all the cool stuff I'm supposed to get. And then I can kind of like slow down and keep exploring at my leisure kind of thing. But I want to get the, the story is much better than Breath of the Wild, in my opinion. Oh, really? Okay, cool. And it's where most of the effort of the game developers are put into, right? Yeah. Like I have the problem where I do the same thing. I look in every nook and cranny, but I have a very limited life cycle when it comes to games and my interest in them. And so I'll use up that life cycle by just exploring random yeah. caves and then I'll never get through the like actual content of the game. And so I try to be a little bit more like linear now and focus on like, okay, let's do the main thing and not get too. Well, it doesn't help that Nintendo made it so that like, okay. So, you know, in, you know, in Skyrim, you can go like, you know, you can go to the, an inn and talk to the innkeeper and say, you got any work for me? And they'll be like, yeah, go kill this bandit leader. And then you do it and they give you like 200 gold. Yeah. It's just like, what? Why, why did I even do that? But but <laughs> if you do one of the main <laughs> totally. story quests, you get like pretty cool loot and like money and like this stuff happens, you know, like, like cool things stuff. happen yeah. <laughs> and you level up more because there's like more enemies and more powerful enemies and stuff like that. But with, but with this game, they were like, let's put all the cool stuff all over the place. You know what I mean? That's how The Witcher is too. I like, constantly feel like I'm missing out on cool stuff, you know? So it's like a very, it's like, that's why I said earlier, like Nintendo was just like, we don't care about your free time. We don't, we're not even going to respect the fact that you have other things going on, you know? And so I, I very much appreciate it, Nintendo. Thank you for making such a cool game, but I have stuff to do, man. Everybody has stuff to do. You think it's going to get oh, game of the year? Without question. Well, I don't know. I don't know, actually. Yeah. Uh, it depends on a couple things. So um, Armored Core 6 is coming out in August, and that is the new FromSoft game. Uh, and they've been making they've been making oh, armored okay. core games. That was their jam. Like that was their jam before all the uh, the Dark Souls hubbub. I don't know the Armored Core. Um, you should series. watch the trailer for Armored Core Six because that game looks amazing. That game looks really good. I don't know if it's um, going to beat out like a a Zelda game though. You know what I mean? Like when Zelda, yeah, and there's such a level of nostalgia with yeah. With like Zelda when Zelda well. hits the when Zelda's on the field. Like I don't know. Kind of, unless unless Nintendo yeah. puts out like another Mario game or something, I don't think it's really got any competition. You know? Totally. But then like Diablo 4 comes out in like a couple weeks, which I'm really excited yeah. about. 
my roommate was been playing the beta for the last like month or when it was out and yeah. it looks awesome yeah i, I like diablo um i like two quite a bit two is awesome uh, i really like three a lot I, I don't know why everybody seems to hate it so much i mean it's definitely a lot more uh it seems to be a little dumbed down maybe you know what i mean but yeah like but but I, I do like three a lot because you can listen to audiobooks while you play diablo 3 you can't listen yes, to audiobooks while you play diablo 2 <laughs> well maybe some people can but i can't you know? yeah no i'm not, not like i don't know any game that i'm a social gamer you know i like to play with my friends that's yeah. pretty much exclusively what i'll do if i'm gonna play a video game but uh yeah diablo was fun like i played it with my dad diablo 3 it was oh, great that's my, dad awesome. and my brother yeah maybe we should play that together that'd be fun yeah that would be fun you have a playstation though i do i have a place i wonder if it's cross console probably not Dude, I have been watching like kind of passively the Armored Core trailer off on the side for the last like minute and a half. <laughs> it looks so cool. Yeah, it does. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, if, if, I mean, FromSoft, they're they're my favorite. Like, I mean, Gosh. yeah, and I think that Dark Souls just really scratches that fantasy itch for me, but in a, in a yeah. way that like you know, and you listening, you know, I'm I'm a huge fantasy nerd. Like, so what? Like the first time I played Dark Souls three, which was the one that my brother suggested that I start with, because I guess it's like the most approachable one. The first area of that game, well, that's like technically the second area, but there's just so many like battlements and turrets and everything. It's it's just it's a, it's so beautiful and it's it it, cap, it captured my attention so much um, that I played a bunch of other FromSoft games, uh, and now there's like this like robot game coming out and i'm just like whatever you guys want to do i'm i'm sold you know i'm, I'm a fantasy person at heart but if it's mm -hmm. about giant robots like yeah, sure dude sure like fighting in a mech yeah sure uh, it's really hard to beat that <laughs> sure i'll do it real hard to beat that this game looks great but yeah that's everything that i had going on um busy week uh, i wish i could have read some more stuff but i also got to see some family and i got to read a little bit and uh, next week you'll all hear about my thoughts on fourth wing and uh, probably get a little farther through zelda and uh hopefully finish a little hatred and get into the second book in age of madness nice yeah i'm hoping to kind of clean up some series this week yeah, as well finish priory finish shadow put the work um, in not start anything uh it's foolish it's gonna be a, <laughs> it's been a serious work brief serious uh, all right so let's do the fictional fun fact all right let's do it the illustrated wizard on the back cover of the first edition of Harry Potter was not any character in the book, but a drawing of the illustrator's father. The artist did <laughs> not know the book would end up being a hit and just drew any random person that he wanted on the back. It's just a wizardly looking person. <laughs> yeah, just like random wizard number one, you know. <laughs> That's got to be the um, the, the British edition. Yeah, the other British version then, right? Yeah. Because the, uh -huh. American, the American one, I think Dumbledore is on the back. I think so too, yeah. Okay, so, oh, well. I'm going to look this up. I want to see this guy. I want to see this guy. I'm going to look it up too. Okay, so this is definitely interesting because it looks like there's a version that has Dumbledore on the back. Yeah. And then the first There's another one that has this little like merchant it's guy. This, it's just like this dude. <laughs> Looks like he has a book with a pentagram on it or something. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, he's wow. got a big tome, like a grimoire with some sort of symbol on it. He's and then he's like, what was that floating above his hand? Like a little thing of puff of smoke or something? Yeah, he's, sm he's smoking a pipe. Oh, it's a pipe. Got it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, does, he looks like your meddling wizard. Yeah, he's got a twisty mustache. Yeah, he doesn't look like Agonizar, like or, uh, a wizard of ancient yore. No, he's like one that will like, sell you something that breaks. It's like a little magical trinket or something that, you know. That is really interesting. That, like, can you imagine like the artist? He's doing all kinds of other work. And then like Bloomsbury is just like, hey, can you mock up something with like a, uh, should be like a, a train on the front with like a kid with glasses and then on the back. Can you just throw like wizard on the back 
And he's just like, yeah, whatever. And then like a few months later, it's just like his bank account yeah, is just like, <laughs> yeah, just like what the, what is happening? <laughs> oh yeah, because he probably. I wonder if he gets like royalties. I don't know how the deals like that work. But oh, he probably yeah, gets know. a maybe a point or two royalty. Yeah. I would imagine. I don't know. I don't know how that works. Uh, some sort of commission. I know that works for like audiobooks. You know, you'll get paid like an upfront fee per finished hour, and then uh, then you'll usually get like a little bit of. Um, residual based on the sales of the book but i would think for something just like the cover that you just kind of like we're gonna pay you a thousand dollars for the cover here you go though the second book they probably paid ten thousand dollars for the cover yeah i guess i got another little fun fact i guess um marie grand prix who i think i pronounced that correctly uh the person that illustrated uh all the all the harry potter books i guess they weren't they had never even met until when until rolling was in the united states promoting prisoner of azkaban like so she i guess they weren't really in contact at all but uh, i'm not sure like what sort of deal that would be i think that would be a question for our um artist friends i'm not sure what the whole because i know that there's like cover designers obviously for all kinds of different books and um like map designers too and i don't know Mm -hmm. if that's like a flat fee thing because i don't think like you know like sanderson doesn't do all of his own maps he's got like a a map guy you know I want a map guy. Yeah, I mean, it's amazing some of the different, like, you'd think that the author has, like, a a huge role to play in the picking of the audiobook reader. But, like, when we talked to Josiah Bancroft, I was like, dude, how perfect was your audiobook reader? Did you have to search high and low for him? He was like, no, he just, like, I didn't even know who he was. He's, (laughs) like, Yeah, and, like, the publisher was like, this person's really good. He should read your books. And he was like, cool. And then he did it, and he killed it. It's very, very good. Very good. (laughs) I think it's that British accent. I just... Yeah, it gets me every time. It takes me away. <laughs> I saw a really cool way. If if any of you are um, aspiring map makers or you're writing fantasy series and you want to make a map, I saw a really awesome way to do it. You grab a, like a, a little, little finger full, little handful, a pinch of rice and a blank sheet of paper. And you just put the rice on the paper. Like you like drop the rice on the paper. And then you draw with a pen around all the clumps and it'll create that kind of like jagged landmass that you're looking for. And it'll look, it'll look way different. It's hard to create a random coastline. Yeah. It's not too smooth or too jagged. But if you use a bunch of rice, it'll create little islands. It'll create little peninsulas and everything. And you just draw around it. And then you've got like this shape that's never been made before, which which fits for fantasy. not circular it, it would stand to reason that they kind of bounce all the different directions based on where they land yeah that's a great idea that's yeah. really smart <laughs> i saw wow. that and i was just like man people are so cool like thinking of this kind of stuff because i would have yeah. i would have just been toiling away like trying to draw the perfect the perfect imperfect coastline you know right like, yeah it, it <laughs> beautifully just, said <laughs> it would just look terrible yeah i uh i was making a my my first like kind of rudimentary map for what i'm writing it just ended up being the west coast the united states like the pacific northwest and i was and i didn't even think about it i was just like making the map and then i was just like wait a minute that looks like oregon and washington evan (laughs) like we should give it a little more thought than that but i mean it kind of works for what i was doing too so i mean whatever you know right but i was still kind of like wow evan you got water on the left and land on the right, huh? Like that's that's the I map. Mean, there's really only like four directions you can. Yeah, do I guess it, that's you know? true. <laughs> like you know, there's like twenty five percent. You know, I guess you there's all the like sub angles within, but still, you know. The uh, the map for Farseer, uh, or the Realm of the Elderlings, I should say. Uh, the map for it is just the state of Alaska flipped upside down. Really? Yeah, look it up. For which book? You can look it up on your computer, man. <laughs> I'll just look it up right here. I got the books. Okay. <laughs> Uh, yeah, they grab Assassin's Apprentice, I guess, and and just flip up, flip up into the map. I'm not going on the internet when I have the book right here. Oh, What's the point you, of even having the book? Big old curly-haired luddite. What is a luddite? 
uh, somebody. This that, is exactly Alaska flipped upside down. Wow. Yeah, isn't that wild? And you never this noticed it before. Yeah, is that blowing your Holy mind? Cow. Oh my God. Dude, this I, is like. Never let uncanny. me say. Never let me say, can I blow your mind on the podcast? That is That joke has been run into the ground on TikTok. Like, oh. Don't. Uh, I feel so silly now. Can I blow your mind? No, dude. Wow. <laughs> can I blow your mind for a second? Do you know that like all the stones of the pyramids are actually made out of cheese? Like, it's yeah. wild. And nobody can prove that they're not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow, dude. This is exactly Alaska flipped upside down. Yeah. Like, I wonder if they ever realized, realized that in the oh, creation of it. I have no idea. But uh, also, like, it's, it's like uncanny. Another fun one for you. Uh, <laughs> it's hilarious. Westeros is uh, the United Kingdom or England, Britain, the Great Britain Island with Ireland flipped up onto the top of it. Give that a yep, give that yep, a it is. Wow. One hundred percent. Wow. And I mean that stands to reason too, because it's kind of written off of that culture, like, you know, like well, and not to mention age, like right? uh the, the whole idea of like Westeros being like a, a fairly large island and then having Essos, uh, which is basically Europe, you know, on the right, right. side. You know, like large a, island a, being like continent, you know. Oh, uh, I mean like Westeros is an island compared to would you Essos. Call it, would you call it like as big as Australia? No, I think it's about the size of the UK and Ireland put together. Okay. Seems to be... I don't really know how big the UK and Ireland is compared to Australia. It's definitely not really? a continent. Super sure. small. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I know. I know that one's an island and one's a continent. Australia so. is like the Australia is about the size of the continental US. Yeah. Um, and then England is like tiny, very, very, very small. I think there's a website you can go to that'll because uh, like the, the Mercury pro- projection map is like it's all stretched out because it's a globe, right? Uh, so it's like they have to it's all distorted you know so like that's why greenland on a map right. it was like gigantic but oh, it's, it's huge not, it's not really that like alaska is half of the united states and it's like really just like the size of texas it's a bit bigger than texas but it is not that like, big barely, yeah, it's, it's yeah. barely bigger than but it's texas. like it's like it's not that it's not <laughs> half the size of the whole continental u.s dude great britain uh it could be it's like shown in comparison i'm looking at a map of australia with great britain overlaid on top oh of it and it's like one thirtieth yeah, maybe it's very, very <laughs> the small. size yeah. yeah it's very small um so yeah that's i mean that's how big i picture westeros is about the size of great britain and ireland okay mashed together and then because like essos I, th- I think that is really what george r. r martin was doing he was just like we'll have like this little island over here and that's like you know they think that they're the civilization you know but there's like this whole other thing going on like way over here you know like all these other cities and cultures and stuff that really actually helps i wish i would have had that thought in my brain while i read the books because i was thinking it was a lot bigger and there's points where characters travel far faster than they should be able to and you're like what but with it being this size it's like okay yeah yeah i mean like there's um there's not a whole lot of continuity uh errors uh in the books in my opinion like uh at least none that i've that's not really an opinion thing i guess but it's like it's nothing that i've really noticed was super glaring in the books but in the show there's some oh man it's like man how did you right especially with all uh daenerys mother of dragons more like mother of being able to travel with her army yeah all the way where yeah. however wherever she needs to be oh boy i think uh we need to be reading um okay i'm done i need to go read scythe i'm gonna take a shower and go read and light a candle hey send me pics <laughs> man you saw me you saw me already you got a taste you're beautiful your beautiful form 
Oh, man. It was so nice to see you, man. And it was so nice that uh, you guys all decided to join us today. Thank you so much. Uh, make sure you check out our Patreon. Go hop in the Discord. Say hello to everybody. It's the happening place to be. Yep. And keep an eye out for our first episode for Scythe. Keep an eye out for episode eight for The Expanse, which will be TMH War. That should be coming out this week. Look out for the Friday episode and uh, the Patreon episode. Wow. We got we got our, a busy week ahead of us, Chad. A busy week ahead of us. But it's all good, and I'm here for it. It's all worth it for all of you listeners. Yeah, it is. Thank you all so much for listening. Hope you have an awesome rest of your day. And of course, happy reading. Bye, everybody.